Look, it's pretty clear from the callers we received yesterday, uh, apart from maybe one or two uh, people who supported uh, the protests over the weekend, and they were obviously given short shrift by me. And look, I have to say, by Lawsy as well, after nine o'clock, he's on the same page as me. What I always find ironic is, you know, people have a crack at this program, usually on social media, calling us lefties and calling us all sorts of abhorrent names uh, because we don't support freedom. Uh, you know, and, oh, why can't you be more like Lawsy? Well, I have to say, John was far more vicious towards the protesters than I was. It's probably because he's a better wordsmith than I am. But anyway, besides that, it's pretty clear that the vast majority of our population, particularly here in lockdown Sydney, are dead set against these ridiculous protests. You know, it's not like we're living in a, a Middle Eastern country facing tyranny. It's not like, you know, everyday livelihoods are affected without any support. Look, it could be argued there's not enough economic support. And I certainly understand. I get the frustration. Personally, I do. I can't see my family either. I can't. My 21-year-old son had his 21st birthday just a few weeks ago, 23rd of June. No, we couldn't celebrate his birthday. We still can't. We don't know when we can get together. I haven't seen my father now going on months because of the lockdown and he's in southeast Queensland. You know, it's tough on everybody, but I will still follow the law. And the law quite clearly states you cannot breach public health orders. David Elliott is New South Wales Police Minister. Good morning to you, David. Good morning, Marcus. All right, well, obviously you concur with all of that and you would have been bitterly disappointed to see all of those protesters out and about on Saturday. Well, I was, and, and I'm very grateful for the, the support you've given the government over this particular issue, although, you know, it's your job to spar with us on most other issues, which I welcome as well. Um, Sometimes. I, uh, I must say, I, it, I, I couldn't think of a more selfish act for an individual to put themselves at risk and then go home to their loved ones and, and, and family. We don't, we don't have a so big social network at the moment. As you quite rightly said, I'm the son, my son's birthday, he turned 20 on the 23rd of June as well. well and, and I got mine turned um, 18 a couple of days after. I haven't been able to take him out for his first beer. I've got mum with dementia in a nursing home. Oh, I haven't been able to see for two months either. I mean, people who are saying that, you know, you and I, you know, you're a broadcaster, I'm a politician, and, and we don't understand. We know, I know exactly how people are feeling. I, I'm still in my electorate at the moment, speaking to elderly people, small businessmen, tradies, and I know exactly how they feel over this. But protesting and potentially exposing loved ones and potentially extending the lockdown ain't going to solve the problem. What's going to solve the problem is everybody complying with the health orders everybody getting their vaccination um, and everybody preparing for how we're going to work our way out of um, these particular restrictions. Yeah, look, there may well be a light at the end of the tunnel in a few weeks. We can only keep our fingers crossed and I don't want you to preempt anything that's going to be announced today, obviously, by the Premier and uh, the Health Minister, Brad Hazard. But uh, the Police Commissioner, Mick Fuller, was very clear in his uh, comments yesterday that, uh, you know, your... Um, serving officers and authorities will not stand for another protest. There have been some suggestions of another, you know, bunch of Neanderthals getting together on this coming weekend. No. Yeah, 
No, but it can't happen. I mean, unfortunately, the weather will be nice this weekend, so um, those that uh, would normally hide under the dune and uh, want to make trouble <laughs> um, probably will. But I must say, um, I think the police response on the weekend was measured, um, but you can just assume that they will be beefing up their operational capabilities this weekend because, uh, you know, you're right, there is probably light at the end of the tunnel. I'm, I'm the eternal optimist. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that Father's Day will be, you know, hopefully as normal as, as we can expect, and oh, that's five weeks away. But it's going to be a, a, a tough another couple of weeks while we get those numbers down. And, uh, and, you know, if you only had to see that poor fatality, the, the poor death of the, in Pendle Hill, to, to realise that this and, and the, the death of that beautiful thirty-year-old lady the other day, to, to know that this is everybody can is potentially exposed and everybody's a potential victim of this thing. Yeah, well, I mentioned that before, young uh, Adriana Takara. Uh, I mean, this is an issue we need to get on top of these vaccinations, mate, because uh, it's being reported today that this master's student had tried on numerous occasions to get an appointment for a COVID-19 vaccination in the weeks leading up to contracting uh, the illness. It's just, it's heartbreaking. Uh, We need to get on top of vaccinations. Hopefully the message is getting out there with these new mass vaccination centres opening in the southwest and other areas of Sydney. We've also heard a fast tracking of vaccinations for essential workers, supermarket workers in particular in the southwest. Just go and get yourself vaccinated. Protect yourself, protect your loved ones and the most vulnerable in the community, David. Well, that's right. I, I had my second one a couple of weeks ago and uh, I think I think we were a bit of a, a victim of our own success at the first half of the year. People didn't prioritise it because they thought that um, we were on top of it and there wasn't going to be another outbreak. So if there's a silver lining to what happened over the course of the last month is that it is, has been a wake-up call for everybody to get their vaccinations. And yes, it's not easy. You've got to get online and you've got to make the appointment, but it's it's got to be the most, the biggest priority of any individual at the moment to make sure that they get the jab. And and of course, uh, the numbers are going up. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the numbers in the media every day and well over 30% have got their first one. And and you just assume that within a month that will will mean that 30% have had the second one and 60% will have the first one. So, I'm, that's that's why I'm cautiously optimistic over the over the that the spring will will see us push out of this and actually back to normality as normality as quickly as we as as, as we we're hoping to be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that we can get our kids back to school, we can get construction uh, back operating, and and people back living lives as normally as possible in a in a COVID safe manner. Because we're not going to eradicate this thing. We need to build some sort of herd immunity to protect us and the most vulnerable in our community. One thing, uh, and I had a, a young bloke on the uh, on the program earlier this morning who was assisting police with the uh, crime stoppers, and he was alerting them to a number of people who had bullied and harassed him on social media in relation to um, his uh, well disgust about them attending protests. Mm-hmm. We've had what is it in excess of ten thousand people making reports to crime stoppers. Oh, it's, yeah, well and truly cracked that. And uh, in fact, uh, over the, the uh, in the first twenty four hours, it was five and a half thousand. Okay, yeah. Uh, in that, that was just in twenty four hours. A crime Stoppers website was 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 actually under a lot of stress. <laughs> and when, when you consider that three, it was only three and a half thousand at the. Uh, at the rally, that means that everybody that was there should expect a, a ticket, I reckon. 
All right. Well, look, please, if you're listening and you're, you're contemplating being involved in any of these so-called ridiculous freedom rallies, don't. That's the message from New South Wales Police. As Commissioner Fuller said yesterday, uh, David, they'll come down on you like a ton of bricks. And I don't want to see any more rubbish of people pushing or punching police horses or, you know, the worst. one of the worst things I saw, and I, I, I know you would be... Uh, absolutely appalled by this behaviour, and that is people throwing fully laden pot plants at police on horseback. That's not Australia. We shouldn't be doing any of this disgusting, disgraceful behaviour. Well, that's, that's why it was so. It was bizarre that so many people went to the prominent people defended. I mean, having Campbell Newman come out and defend what was essentially a riot um, was bizarre. This, this, this was not a peaceful protest. The 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 the, 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 uh, the footage doesn't lie. The the, the police. Evidence doesn't lie. The, the public's response doesn't lie. I mean, no. this was not peaceful. There's nothing peaceful about it. Um, there might have been people there that weren't violent, but they were certainly part of a violent protest which saw um, police injured, police uh, um, animals injured, saw uh, uh, people that were uh, journalists threatened. I mean, there was, there was nothing peaceful yeah. about it. No, not at all.